Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm John Briggs, Global Head of Death Strategy. This series helps you cut through the noise of global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Hello, everybody. Uh, global markets relatively calm this past week. So there's a bit of dearth of top-tier economic data, except for the U.S., which I'll come back to in a little bit. Still, it was a very positive one for the data we did get, which helped risk assets. Um, and nothing we saw really anywhere in the data globally dissuades us from our more positive risk outlook and our positive global growth outlook at the moment. One could argue that the recent vaccine news um, should possibly dent risk sentiment, but the AstraZeneca and now Johnson Johnson reviews, and in our mind, really shouldn't put a big dent in the optimism, admittedly, much of which is based off vaccine uh, reopenings. but. You know, we think that while the Astro News could be arguably more impactful in the UK and Europe, we still expect Europe to see most adults vaccinated by the end of Q2. And in the US, Johnson Johnson vaccine supply only made approximately 10% of the expected supply. Indeed, both the Biden administration and the other vaccine producers said they would be able to make up with any lost supply if necessary in the event that the Johnson Johnson vaccine is not reapproved. Now, while not, you know, medical analysts by any means, um, be surprised if it wasn't reapproved here in the next few days or hasn't already by the time this podcast recording hits your ears. So overall, most of our views are pretty much unchanged. We're positive on risk. We see a range bound rates markets, a slightly weaker dollar against sterling uh, growth and emerging market currencies performing well and a stronger dollar against low yield funders like Swiss and yen. So, you know, overall, a very positive risk outlook with range bound rates that should uh, also lead to lower volatility in markets. Um, one thing that we do expect to develop over the next few weeks, and we're, we're starting to really pay close attention to, is the theme of buying Europe, basically based on the view that we think pessimism on Europe has gone too far. That's both vaccine related and otherwise. And there will be a time that the growth and asset momentum could shift to Europe. Not necessarily that Europe's gonna outperform as far as GDP growth or employment growth or anything versus the UK and US where our bullishness has been focused so far. But as that Europe and, U I'm sorry, this US and UK story matures a little bit, that momentum, that positivity could shift to Europe and benefit European assets. Well, we're not quite there yet. We think it's sooner rather than later that this is gonna become more of a theme. So keep a close eye out for that. Now I did say I would come back to the US where we did have some important data this week. And for that, I'm joined this week by our chief US economist, Kevin Cummins. Kevin, two big developments this week that I'll focus on, which is uh, CPI on the inflation side and retail sales. Let's start with inflation. What did this CPI report tell you, not just about near-term inflation, but perhaps you know, longer-term inflation developments in the US? Uh, yes, well, thanks for having me. Um, you know, As far as the inflation data, um, I think right now it's it's a reflection of a couple of things, you know that that um, we're just returning to trend on the core. You know, the core on an unrounded basis was a little bit firmer than expected, uh, but we've had some supply disruptions and the economy is now starting to reopen and and it looks like that supply is returning quicker than demand, or I'm sorry, demand is returning quicker than supply here, so that. It's not too surprising you're starting to see a little bit of a reacceleration after the weakness that we saw over the winter. Um, I think later on down the road is what's really going to move markets and, and potentially the Fed uh, with regard to the inflation outlook. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't make 
too much of the the strength that we saw in March, just given the fact that we saw such weakness over the um, over the winter months. Okay. Uh, growth side, retail sales, huge number. I have to say, give you credit. It was pretty much right on your forecast, which was uh, double what consensus was as I look at the data here. Um, on the growth side, I mean, this reinforces our optimism on U.S. growth this year. Um, does this make you even more optimistic? Or is this already built in your forecast? And what do you think it, do you, is this any pull forward in demand? Or I guess just what are your thoughts now that you've just seen this very, very strong uh, consumer spending data? Yeah, I mean, um, it was very broad based. We knew that auto sales, you know, if you looked at uh, the company reports for automakers at the earlier in the month, you saw a really big jump there. So this is just confirmation of those data. Um, but even outside of autos and gasoline, which added, which jumped over 10% on the month, um, the core data were very strong. We saw several categories, you know, posting double digit gains. And I think the main takeaway, you know, retail sales was pretty jumpy on a month to month basis. We saw some weakness in February that was probably related to the weather, but a lot of it, I think was due to the fiscal stimulus that we saw at the end of the year, we saw a big pickup in uh, retail sales in January that reflected uh, stimulus checks that went out in, in January. And then again, in the beginning of, um, in March and through mid-March, you started to see other uh, wave of, you know, the $1,400 economic impact payments that went out and it looks like consumption really picked up pretty sh sharply. So, you know, April, we may see a little bit of a pullback or perhaps, you know, a more moderate pace of growth after the exceptional pace we saw in March. But I think if anything, you know, we're starting the year with more momentum than people, you know, appreciated going into the year. Um, I think the broader picture of the, our outlook hasn't changed very much. You know, we see this huge rise in the saving rate and excess savings likely uh, stimulating a lot of uh, consumption growth in the latter part of the year, particularly on the service side, as people become uh, vaccinated and hopefully we reach herd immunity by the summertime that, you know, spending really will uh, have a, a lot of momentum. But if anything, this suggests that even going into that period, largely reflecting the fiscal stimulus that we got in the first quarter, um, you're going in with such momentum um, and, and more so. I mean, it looks like for the first quarter as a whole, real consumer spending growth is probably close to about 10%. Um, we had penciled in around 7%. So we're going to have to probably revise up our Q1 GDP estimate in the wake of these data, just because we wanted to see some of the details behind it. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, retail sales is uh, pretty erratic from a month to month basis. But um, it is a confirmation that, you know, as people are, there is this pent up demand. And, and when you give people a lot of the stimulus, it, it's actually working, that people are going out and spending it as the economy starts to reopen here. Yep. So revising up already strong forecasts. And in addition to, you know, what we just talked about, you also had some of these business surveys putting in almost near record positivity. And, you know, a reminder that the last payroll report was almost a million jobs added. So, you know, again, nothing here to dissuade us from a more positive outlook and you know how that what that means for risk assets and anything really tied to growth for the moment. And that's it for this week. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. And uh, we'll speak to you all next week. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of The Weekly Watch. Please subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and other social media channels.